Thank you for listening to the sermon podcast of the Potter's House in Virginia Beach. church with a worldwide vision for winning souls, making disciples, and planting churches. We're a Pentecostal church affiliated with the Christian Fellowship Ministries. We hope you enjoy today's sermon. Some pastors, and so Pastor Marius, you know, when, when a bunch of pastors get together, one of the things that we do is we ask the leader, we, we try to stump him, you know, we play stump the pastor with, uh, with all of the hardest questions that we can come up with. And so Pastor Marius uh, had come up with a question to pose to Pastor Nigel Brown. And uh, something that was interesting that he noticed as, as he posed the question and in this forum of other pastors around a breakfast table, he said, as I ask this question, something happened that I'll never forget. He says, I, I asked the question, and Pastor Nigel Brown, he kind, of, he kind of took it all in, and then he sat there. And what Pastor Marius said was that it was, a, it was an uncomfortable amount of time between the time when the question was asked and the time when he started giving his answer. He sat there and he thought about it for a, almost a whole minute of silence as he's preparing to give an answer. And I thought right there, a lot of God's people could learn a lesson what would happen tonight if before you spoke you took a minute to think about it first for many people it's the other way around right speak first think about it later for many people it's decision first think about it later for many people it's spend first and think about it later but i'm here tonight to uh preach a message to remind us all that God gave us this incredible ability to think, to reason, to meditate on what is true. The Apostle Paul told us to not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your what? Your mind. That you have a mind tonight And that mind needs to be renewed in the spirit of God. Because it is through the renewing of our mind, the ability to think things through, that God is able to prove the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. This is a message I've titled, You Better Think About It. And the the scripture we're going to look at is Philippians chapter 4, familiar scripture, verse 6. As we consider the word of God tonight, it says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God, which passes all understanding will guide, guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Now, here's where it gets interesting. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble. Whatever things are just or pure, 
lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue, if there is anything praiseworthy, then meditate. We could translate that word think. Meditate on these things. The things which you've learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do, and the God of peace will be with you. Let's pray for just a moment. Lord, we thank you for the opportunity we have tonight to, to gather in your house to hear your word. I pray, God, let it fill us with faith and truth tonight, God. I pray that you would reactivate the minds, the renewed minds of your people tonight. That you would do a work of grace in us in this place. We thank you in Jesus' mighty name. God's people would say, Amen. Amen. Let's begin tonight by looking at some thinking problems. How many know that the brain is an incredible tool? And even in this technological generation, the information age that we're living in, it is still the case that no uh, computer, no logical thinking, no artificial intelligence, no technology can still even come close to the ability of the human brain to compute and to reason and to have feelings and to modulate your body and to keep your, uh, keep your bodily functions happening all the time behind the scenes even without your efforts. Can you imagine? Every single one of you here tonight as you're sitting here your brain is controlling every function of your body. It's keeping your heart beating. It's keeping your lungs breathing. It's keeping your, uh, it's, it's keeping your intestines moving. It's keeping the, the sensors in your skin uh, being able to feel everything around you. It's, it's modulating. It's processing the, the images that are coming through the lenses of your eyes. It's, it's processing the sounds that are moving through the air and hitting your eardrums and making it something intelligent that you can understand. You are even smelling things around you. All of that is being controlled by your brain without you having to really think about it. Beyond that, your brain has a logical center that as words are coming into your mind even now that the brain is, is, is uh, there's a thought process that takes place and it's applying to certain areas of your... And what happens many times is in church, we focus on the heart because God always speaks to the heart of man, doesn't he? He doesn't necessarily always speak to the brain, but he does speak to the heart most of the time. And we focus on the spiritual aspects of our lives. We focus on many times in the church, we focus on our faith, but it's often overlooked in the church and in the word of God that God also expects us to think about things. As a disciple in the Chandler Church, I can remember again and again and again and again my pastor telling me, you have to think about things. And do you know why he had to tell me that? Because I wasn't thinking about things. Because I was just bouncing through life and bouncing off situations and reacting. And I would say things and do things that didn't make any sense. And he'd have to come in and help me to clean up all the messes. But he would always say, Adam, you've got to think about things. I can still hear his voice echoing in my mind. And still, even to this day, he'll tell me from time to time, you have to think about that. 
See, the Bible has a word for people who don't think. You know what that word is? A fool. Playing the fool. In the Greek, the word is asophos. Many of you know that the root word of sophos, sophia, that is the word wisdom. So you put the article A at the beginning, that little prefix, asophos, means the opposite of wisdom. That is foolishness. We've got a better word in modern language that has a little more bite to it. Stupid. A person who doesn't think is stupid. It doesn't mean that uh, you're uneducated. Sometimes some of the most educated people in the world are the stupidest. You ever figure that out? It's not about book smarts. It's not even about experience in life. To be a fool just means that you don't think about things. You don't think about life. You don't think about your actions, your decisions. The Bible has a lot to say about foolish or stupid people and how to identify them. Proverbs 12, 15. The way of a fool is right in his own eyes. A wise man fears and departs from evil, but a fool rages and is self-confident when he goes to fix his car. (laughs) Just kidding. Proverbs 20, verse 3. It is honorable for a man to stop striving since any fool can start a fight. That's, that's something you'll hopefully you'll learn as a young person. Have you ever met somebody whose mouth got them into problems? Words got them into fights? Pastor Campbell used to say, your mouth is writing checks that you can't cash. I used to know a lot of people. Maybe they had small frames, but they could fight with their mouth. Any fool can start a quarrel. Proverbs 26, verse 11, As a dog returns to his own vomit, so a fool, a stupid person, repeats his folly. A mark of foolishness, a mark of a stupid person, is that they make the same stupid mistake over and over and over. Are we getting close to home yet? This is a mark of foolishness. It's a mark of someone who does not activate the mind, the brain, the ability to think or meditate on things in life. David said that the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. Whoever spreads slander, Proverbs 10, 18, whoever spreads slander is a fool. I love this scripture, Proverbs 17, 28. Even a fool is counted wise when he holds his peace. You know what that means? Even an idiot looks smart when he keeps his mouth closed. Because your mouth can get you in trouble. Proverbs 18, 2. A fool has no delight in understanding but in just expressing his own heart. Boy, isn't that a picture of our generation? I'm just trying to share what's on my heart. You ever hear that from this pulpit? You better run. We're not here to express what's in our own heart. We're here to share what the Lord has to say in His Word. Proverbs 19, verse 1, Better is the poor man who walks in his integrity than one who is perverse in his lips and is a fool. 
Proverbs 29, 11, A fool vents all his feelings, but a wise man holds them back. The mark of a fool is simply someone who acts without thinking, speaks without thinking, spends without thinking, lives without thinking. And there's a lot of things tonight that get in the way of a renewed mind. There's a lot of things that want, in this life, in this world, are stopping you from thinking, aren't there? First of all, there's a lot of distractions in this life, right? We are the most distracted generation that has ever lived on the planet. It used to be that, you know, maybe a generation ago, 40 or 50 years ago, that, yeah, there were some distractions. There was a TV, there was radio, but, you know, the TV only had three channels. Today, there's 250,000 channels, and you still can't find anything to watch. Not only that, there's the radio blasting, there's podcasts, there's apps on your phone, there's notifications popping up, there's text messages, there's Disney+, Plus, there's Netflix, there's Google, there's all, all manner of things to watch. We are distracted, aren't we? Some of you, even right now, thinking about something else. Distracted generation. And when we are distracted, we are definitely not thinking. We're not meditating. We are not focused. Entertainment. Entertainment. Yes, we we love our entertainment, don't we? The happiest place on earth is called Disneyland, right? Place of entertainment where they have mastered keeping your mind off of reality. It's all to keep us from doing what the Scripture told us to do. Can I remind you tonight that thinking is something that God commanded to us? It's not just a good suggestion. It's not just, hey, this might be a good idea if you would do this. But it's a biblical commandment. In our scripture, the word that is used, if there is anything good or true or noble, whatever is pure or lovely or, or virtuous, the word that is used in this scripture, think or meditate on these things. If you do a study on that Greek word behind think or meditate, it is the word logizomai. It literally means to have a logical thought process in place. Logizomai. You ought to take some time to piece things things together, take them apart, put them together in your mind, and think about these things. Let me ask you, what have you been thinking about lately? You know, there's the old truth, garbage in means garbage out. If you're constantly giving your brain a diet of trash, I'm not surprised when your brain comes up with a bunch of trash. But if you will focus and determine and logically put together a thought process about things that are lovely, and pure, and true, things that are a good report? Well, it's amazing what will come out, isn't it? What decisions will come out? The biblical commandment again and again is to meditate, to think on these things. We see this in so many scriptures. In Genesis 24, Isaac went out to meditate 
in the field. Joshua 1.8, the book of the law, shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night. Do you do that? You meditate in the book of the law day and night, and he gives us a reason why we should do this, that you may observe to do according all that is written in it. The reason why people are living such foolish lives because they don't meditate day and night. Psalm 4, 4 says, Be angry and do not sin. Meditate within your heart and be still. When's the last time you just took five or ten minutes to be still and let your mind work something out? God has given us a mind to think. It's interesting that when Jesus... They asked him what was the greatest commandment, right? What's the greatest commandment, Jesus? Love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind. You know, it's possible to love God with your mind, to honor God with your thoughts, to honor Him with the ability to logically think things through. David said, when I remember you on my bed, I meditate on you in the night watches. In other words, I'm just thinking about things. I'm thinking about your miracles. I'm thinking about your words. Psalm 119, verse 15, I will meditate on your precepts and contemplate your ways. I wonder what could happen tonight if we would take all of the difficulties that we're going through, and yes, we pray over those things, but to take just a few moments to be still. You know, prayer is, it should be a two-way conversation. Did you know that? We're good at spouting off all of our needs to Santa Claus in the sky. God, I need this, 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 that, this, this, that, this, this, this. And we do that, and we need to do that. But if all we've done is said all the things that we need and we don't sit back and wait for God to speak to us, we haven't really prayed, have we? God can speak to us as we meditate on His Word. As we think about these things, as we put good things in our mind. I'm amazed at how God speaks to me simply through the very simple habit of having a daily Bible reading plan. And I've been amazed this year. Uh, obviously, we haven't hit every single day. But we do the best we can to get through our Bible reading plan. They've made it as easy.
We must activate our thought process. And so tonight, we must make a choice. We must make a choice to activate the logical process of our brain. Again, David said, I will meditate on the glorious splendor of your majesty and on your wondrous works. In other words, tonight, it matters what we think about. It really does. It matters the things that you allow yourself to dwell on. You know, uh, I'm amazed at people who come to me and they tell me sometimes, they'll say, Pastor, you know, the devil, he puts thoughts into my mind. Well, join the club. It doesn't mean you have to dwell on them, right? It doesn't mean that you have to let that evil thought stay there and burn a fire through your soul. You don't have to do that. The Bible gives us the power to reject certain thoughts and to receive good thoughts. David said, I'm not going to just think about anything. I'm going to think about those wonderful things, the things that are good and pure and true and lovely. See, this is why we can't just give our minds to all of the trash that the world offers. We can't just uh, expose ourselves to to wickedness and think that it doesn't have any effect on us. Of course it does. Jesus said that the eyes are like the windows to our soul. And what we allow into our eyes, it can start a thought process. And the end of that thought process can either lead to great benefit or great wickedness. Can I just tell you tonight that you'd have a, a lot fewer problems If you would think about things, I'd have a lot fewer counseling sessions. If you would think things through first, if you would have some mental discipline. That your children would be better off. You thought about your relationship with them, how you correct them, how you speak to them. Your your workplace, that your boss Wherever you work at, however you make your money, that you can make more money, if you would think. There's that old book by Napoleon Hill, right? It's called Think and Grow Rich. There's so much truth there. Listen, some of the greatest and most prosperous ideas that have ever existed came because somebody just sat down and thought about something. Hey, there's a need. There's a market for this. Now, I noticed that people, they have itches on their back and they can't reach it to scratch it. So you know what I'm going to make? I'm going to make a telescoping back scratcher with a little metal thing. like. And when you see it in Walmart today, somebody's a millionaire because why? They just thought about it. Oh, back scratcher. That would be awesome. Or you seen those little things that they're, they're the head massagers that looks like a like a whisk from the kitchen, and it's, it's just a little handle, and there's a, there's a viral video going around of a little baby, and a mom puts that on her baby, and the baby's going, oh, it feels so amazing. Somebody's a millionaire because they put little spring steel and a little piece of plastic on the end, a head massager. Think and grow rich. There are relational benefits when you will think. See, we could have better relationships together as a body of Christ if we would think ahead about things. We would ha- how many, I wonder how many new converts 
could have been retained in the church if we would have just thought about them. Give them a phone call. Say, hey, you want to come to church with me tonight? Instead of them going out to the club. How many times are we... That we can pray people through the difficulties if we would just have the mind to think about them. How many people that God could put on our hearts to minister to them if we would take a moment to think about them? See, this is the mental discipline that so many of God's people are missing. How many spouses, how many husbands and wives would have a more romantic relationship If only we would think about them more often. To think ahead. Instead of rushing everything through last minute. When we think about God, when we there's that that song that says, when I think about the Lord, how he saved me, how he raised me, how he filled me with the Holy Ghost. It makes me want to shout. When I think about the Lord. Can I tell you something tonight about God? He's thinking about you. David said, when I considered how often you thought about me, your thoughts toward me, God, are like the the grains of sand on the seashore. This is a mark of love, isn't it? You think about the things that you care about. Right now we're in the midst of NFL season, right? You think about the things you care about. How often is the NFL on the brain? Your favorite team is on the brain, but the word of God, you forgot. How often it is that, you know, your car, your business, your money, your bank accounts, all of that is on the brain, but you forgot to pray. It reveals something about our heart, doesn't it? The things that you think about. We know that God cares about us because he's constantly thinking about you. Finally, the reasons to think is because your thoughts turn into reality. When we first came here to Virginia Beach, I I remember in 2010, and I think it was 2012 that we first decided to go on an international impact team. Some of you were here at that time. And we said, we're going to Bulgaria, and we're going to have an impact team. I said, well, we never did that before, Pastor. We've sent the pastor to other nations and other places. I said, well, yeah, I want to go, but I want to take some people with me. And so what did we do? We about a year ahead of time, we said, "Okay, start saving your money, because in a year we're going to go to Bulgaria and Romania. That was in 2012. Well, how did that start? Bing, with a thought. And then we said, let's put it into action. Just a couple weeks ago when we did this event out here in the parking lot. How did that begin? Bing! A little thought in Caitlin's brain. She said, I have an idea. Pastor, can we do that? Yeah, let's do it. Let's see what God will do. See, reality happens when God's people will have a thought to start something. To do something helpful. There's a quote that says, watch your thoughts. They become words. Watch your words. They become actions. Watch your actions. They become habits. Watch your habits. They become character. And watch your character. It becomes your destiny. 
It starts as we think about things. Our scripture again, it says, if there's anything true, noble, just, pure, lovely, good report, think on these things. And I want to challenge you tonight. Let's love God, not just with our hearts, not with all of our soul, not just with all of our strength, but with our minds. Let's activate that logical ability to think through things through. And our lives will be far better off for it. Let's bow our heads tonight and close our eyes as we bring. We thank you again for listening. Do you want to receive updates from our church in your inbox? Make sure to sign up at our website, vbph.org. If this message has been a blessing to you, would you consider supporting our ministry with a generous donation? Please visit our website at vbph.org and scroll down to find the Give button at the bottom of the page. We would be so grateful for your support. Until next time, love God and love people.